0: Hi, I'm Caleb.
1: And I'm Elise.
0: And you're listening to Happily Scary, a horror podcast for newlyweds and nearly-deads. And that covers just about everyone.
1: You know, I do like that tagline, but it doesn't cover everybody. Because we are excluding the babies and the teens and the kids in between.
0: I guess that's true.
1: And the single people.
0: Yeah, you know what? It covers... Mostly everyone. Yeah. But it's like that Christmas song. Mm -hmm. The one about chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Right. The famous Christmas song that I think is called a Christmas song.
1: Right. Okay.
0: That says for kids from one to 92.
1: Right. Because we're all kids in our hearts.
0: Now, here's my problem with that song. And I've had this problem for a long time. You
1: have a lot of problems.
0: I have a lot of problems. And one of my problems is this song. What about kids from zero months to 11 months? And what about kids that are 93 years old and older?
1: Mm. You know, I don't think anyone's ever posed this question before. It's completely original to feel,
0: (laughs) I feel like it's a Twitter bit. I feel like I'm just recycling Twitter bits. Right, right. Um, But do you think it's maybe because the time that this song was written, um, nobody lived past 92?
1: I I would assume that that could be it. However, I doubt everyone died at 92.
0: No, they died way before 92. (laughs) Like 92 was the oldest person that they had ever seen.
1: Okay, so that was like the Methuselah of their day. (laughs) So then they just thought, we'll say 92 because no one will live past that. The
0: Methuselah of 1940 was somebody that died at 92. Sure. And so, it was supposed to be a song that was really inclusive to all eight. It was not an ageist song, in other words.
1: Right. Well, okay. in that case, it's only the babies that are actually excluded.
0: Okay. So, is that still a problem. But, hey.
1: But should babies be watching horror movies?
0: Now, we're getting back to the topic at hand, which is horror movies.
1: For babies. So,
0: for babies. And for... Everybody else. Mm-hmm. But we're coming from the perspective of talking about horror movies as a married couple. Because, Elise, that's what you and I are. What? Yes. I don't know if you knew that, but we've <laughs> been married know. for the past year and a half. Mm. But we decided that, you know, as, as people that enjoy horror movies, we should record a podcast about that. But we're both amateurs. Um, But we have a little bit of experience with this. Yeah, Uh, you have
1: some credentials. Yeah, we both have
0: a little bit of credentials, I guess you could say. I write for a website uh, called Grindhouse Theology that I think the tagline there is at the intersection of Christian orthodoxy and horror cinema, maybe. I could be wrong about that. Sounds very fancy. It does. The most recent article I wrote for them was about a movie called Maximum Overdrive. I think it was 1984, Stephen King's directorial debut, uh, his only feature film as a director, and it's about uh, monster trucks. And, And, you know, it's about all things mechanical that come to life and start murdering people
1: kind of like herbie fully loaded yeah
0: herbie fully loaded <laughs> he's fully that's loaded another
1: with. another one of my favorite horror movies yeah
0: he, herbie fully loaded with a chainsaw <laughs> he's fully loaded with a semi-automatic weapon right so anyways um i do love horror movies i've been writing about them for several years now um but you know i'm not an expert in the field i'm just a i'm a big fan and so i guess you could say that's part of my credentials but um, and
1: you did some film study in film, school. Yeah, film I did some studies. film study in school.
0: Yes. But more importantly, you actually have a have built somewhat of a career doing film and video. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you studied in college. I did. But more importantly to the media at hand, which is podcasting, you actually are a storied podcaster. And so you have, what they tell me. you have another podcast or had another podcast. It's currently on extended hiatus or inactive, inactive. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the name of that podcast?
1: That podcast was called We Really Like Musicals. It's a musical podcast about musicals for musical lovers who love musicals.
0: No, you said it's a musical podcast. I
1: did say that. Yes. Does that
0: mean that you guys do musicals on the podcast? Like you yourself are part of musicals on the podcast.
1: You could say that language is music.
0: Ah. The, so it's got the a banter,
1: music. the back and forth, is music in itself.
0: It's got a musical quality to it then. So
1: in that way you could say every conversation is a musical. Okay. There's a tempo, there's a beat. There's back and forth. But you guys
0: did some singing on it too, right?
1: We no. We did. Um, we sang our our theme song.
0: That's what I'm thinking of. Uh,
1: we well, I guess a couple times we did like parodies, where we might kind of do a mashup of lyrics from one musical, paired with the song from another musical, if that makes sense.
0: Gotcha. But it was a pretty successful podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. We um, when we uploaded our podcast. We honestly could not figure out how to tell how many people had subscribed and how many weekly listeners we had. We, I mean, we looked at the graphs over and over and we had no idea because this was back before there were certain softwares to kind of do all that for you. Yeah. So we had to,
0: metrics and stuff like yeah,
1: that. Yeah. We had to do it all manually. Yeah. And neither of us knew how to read it. So I don't know how successful it was in number. But I just know we had a pretty good following on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And you had some pretty famous guests.
1: Yes. We ended up interviewing, I guess, one director of a movie that's on Netflix. Uh, And then we had a couple of comedians that we had on the show once. Uh, They actually have their own podcast called Off Book. The musical podcast, I think, is what it's called. And they're kind of well-known, and they're... They're
0: well-known to me. Yeah. Because they're part of me. the extended Comedy Bang Bang family. Right. And that was actually a mutual bonding point of ours in our dating life. Oh,
1: the Comedy Bang Bang. And, and in ours. our engagement
0: and marriage. Yes. All things Comedy Bang Bang. Big fan of the podcasts.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Love the TV show, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool to get people from... Comedy Bang Bang to be on your podcast.
1: Very cool. So in
0: other words, you're an established podcaster. Oh,
1: I also um, had one of my tweets replied to by Bo Burnham, who said, and I quote, this made me laugh for real. So that's just another part of my resume. That so I folks, usually... what
0: we're saying here is that we're really entertaining people. Right. And you're going to love this podcast of ours.
1: You're going to love it.
0: But we decided, you know, since there's not enough white people in podcasting,
1: <laughs> and not enough men,
0: and not enough men, right? We decided we would throw our hat in the ring, but we would have a special twist. We're a married couple, and uh, we both have some sort of background, and we have some sort of background. So, anyways, but more importantly, we just wanted to uh, we just want to talk about horror movies and and talk about horror movies with you the audience. So why don't
1: movie. you tell us your first horror movie experience?
0: Yeah. So so you and I both grew up in kind of, you know, traditional evangelical homes. And so uh, our families were not like big on horror movies necessarily.
1: I wasn't allowed to paint my fingernails black. Oh, when interesting. I, was younger. I wasn't either. <laughs> well,
0: but that was for a totally different reason. <laughs> that was because my parents were not indulgent of my Linkin Park face. And truthfully, good for them. I would have been looking back on that now. They saved me from a lot of embarrassment, Mm -hmm. I think. But we both were kind of drawn to horror movies at a young age. And probably when I was like 11 or 12, I'm not sure really how old I was. I was at a friend's house. He was really into horror movies. We went to church together. His family always threw really great Halloween parties um, and so they didn't mind that stuff as much, but we watched the haunting one night as sleepover and I was super excited about it. Cause I always wanted to be able to watch horror because I knew that's like what cool people did and my brain. That's what cool people did. And so we watched this movie directed by the same guy that did twister speed, all those movies based on the, I think Shirley Jackson story. I can't quite remember. And, um, it had a bunch of stars in it that I didn't even know who they were at the time. Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson. Uh, we just rewatched it recently, you and me, because you had never seen it. it. has Bruce Dern playing a minor part in it. So just star-studded cast. Um, and this movie scared me to no end. It was like the scariest thing I could imagine. Just big haunted house, vengeful ghost, all the things that I've always been kind of like interested in, but was not like super encouraged or necessarily allowed to watch. But it just, I couldn't sleep that night. Scariest thing I'd ever seen. It scared me away from horror movies for several years. But then later in high school, I started getting into zombie movies. And so was watching the George A. Romero, uh, Dawn of the Dead uh, type of stuff, Day of the Dead, all those things. So it's probably when I was like 16 or 17 that I really started getting back into horror movies and uh, have just not looked back since. Um, But that experience of watching The Haunting was just, might I say, haunting. Mm. But what was your first experience with horror?
1: So my first experience was when my older sister, who was probably 16 or 17 at the time, uh, she hosted a girls night at our house and she had a lot of friends over and they were going to watch a horror movie, which is weird because she normally doesn't like horror movies. But that's what they decided to do and I wanted to hang out with the older girls. So I wanted to watch. My parents obviously said no. And I tried to kind of just like hang out and pretend like I wasn't looking at the TV screen a little bit. (laughs) Uh, And then eventually they sent me to bed. And I waited a little bit so as to try to be as sneaky as possible. And I crept down the stairs. And I found a little spot uh, where I would be like sitting against the wall on the hardwood floor where I could see the TV um, diagonally. And no one could see me. And I watched for maybe an hour 15 minutes the last hour 15 minutes. And what was the
0: movie that you watched?
1: Sorry. The movie is called What Lies Beneath.
0: Yeah. Which um, we just watched this evening. We did just watch it. Because I had it. never seen it. Yep. Or I thought I'd never seen it. I had at least not seen like the first 80% of the movie. Right. Apparently I'd seen the ending before. I <laughs> As we were watching it, I was like, oh, I've seen this. I yeah. know it's going to happen. Um. But we watched it. Was that the... F- First time you've watched that movie since you were a little kid? Yes. Okay.
1: Probably because I was secretly scared. Yeah. Um, And
0: also, like The Haunting for me, What Lies Beneath had that traumatizing effect on you as a kid.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to compare experiences, but I do think I was more traumatized because I had never seen anything like that before. And, you know, I think we'll talk about that movie later, so I won't go into the the plot and how traumatizing the plot is. But I could not sleep very well for the next several weeks. I had nightmares. I would think I saw stuff in the dark. and
0: Like Harrison Ford.
1: Like Harrison Ford Spoiler coming alert. at me. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't take baths. And when I would take showers, even though my shower door was see-through... I still had to crack it open because I was convinced I somehow wouldn't see someone coming for me. I mean, very, And that's carried very over very into
0: marriage, I've learned that you think that there's somebody coming after you a lot. Almost always, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was my first experience. And then I don't know how exactly I got back into horror movies. I do have a remembrance of me. One time, getting very sucked into a series of like Lifetime movies that were horror adjacent. Lifetime I mean, is
0: horror for women. Well, it's just yeah, simple as that.
1: But they, it's interesting because they seem to focus on what's scary to women: being kidnapped, being assaulted, things like that. I mean, very like dark. Which things? I'm
0: sure we'll talk about this in the podcast, but like, you know, it's easy. To look down at horror is kind of like a a lesser art form. But, uh, and a lot of times it is. I mean, a lot of stuff that I like is very stupid, slapsticky. So, and she's, she's nodding her head vigorously.
1: Emphatically.
0: Yeah, because she does not like a lot of the kind of horror movies I do. But what's great about horror is that it can be really a cathartic experience for people or make people feel like their experiences in life, which are always, or not always, but are often horrifying to have some legitimacy to them. And so although those movies are, you know, lifetime movies have a reputation for a certain reason, they're popular because they speak to something that a lot of women experience. And so I'm sure what we'll be talking about in this podcast, although we like to keep it lighthearted and fun, is like, hey, these movies deal with things that we really feel and and give us language and and kind of a a color palette to express the emotional life that we have and the spiritual life that we have too. So,
1: yeah, I think this is kind of what you're saying, but I'll also add just by saying like being just an anxious person or a worrier. I think I've been drawn to horror movies later in life after I got over my trauma. Um, because it is kind of like facing your fears in a way. Yeah. And for me, kind of like observing the classic, mistakes and tropes and we'll talk about that kind of thing uh, the people do that kind of get them into these situations whether it's serial killers or ghosts or demons or whatever uh, I think it's almost therapeutic for me to see how people get themselves there and yeah. so I can like in my mind prepare to not be in those situations yeah save myself ahead of time
0: and so there seems to be like a pragmatic yeah, kind of aspect to watching horror movies. And uh, for me, you know, um, I don't know if I've said this, but I am a pastor. and so um it is interesting to talk to people. I have talked to a lot of evangelical Christians, mainline Christians, Catholic orthodox, and the the just the spectrum of feelings about horror movies is all over the place. And I think a lot of times we are surprised to find out that, I like horror movies as much as I do, that I think that they're actually pretty substantive. And for me, as a person that a huge part of my life and being and identity is around who God is, um, I think horror movies are so ripe for dealing with spirituality, theology, all those things. And so I I said to, um, I'm going to do a little bit of a name drop. A, A friend slash acquaintance of mine, David Zoll, who runs Mockingbird, which is a terrific online magazine about arts and culture and theology and all that stuff. I said to Dave recently when he was talking on one of his podcasts about horror, um, I said, I actually feel like I think about God a lot when I'm watching horror movies. So that's strange to people, but you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff that deals with demons and ghosts and, and all that stuff. So it's inherently spiritual Um, but whether you're dealing with kind of a lifetime-esque movie that's dealing with just completely material, you know, somebody stalking me, uh, I'm being abused in some way, which is like real life horror, um, physical horror, or you're dealing with, you know, these kind of folkloric fantastical creations and traditions, all these things are dealing with real life topics. And so... Watching horror is fun and cathartic in a certain way. It's entertaining, uh, but it's also really substantive. And so after we watch horror movies, we always talk about them for a long time. And like on the car ride home from the theater, it's middle of 2021. Not middle, it's August. It's almost spooky season. Uh, Fall is encroaching. And so uh, we're going to be ramping up watching horror movies here, but probably going out to theaters to see horror movies, you know, taking proper... COVID precautions, um, talk about another horror thing that we can get into. But (laughs) long story short, we always spend a lot of time, whether we're coming home from a theater or just pressing pause on the credits and just spend a lot of time talking about it. And then usually we'll talk about it the next day. And, you know, we just think about this stuff a lot. And so this is always really fun for us. And we thought we would bring you guys in and let you share in that uh, part of our lives. And this. This really kind of fantastic community of, of horror movie watchers. And so that's kind of the idea behind our podcast. Um, we hope to have a lot of fun. We're going to do a lot of fun segments, we hope. Uh, Scaredy Cats, I think, is one segment that we've kind of named that. I'm Who knows? But we, we'll talk about animals, specifically cats, in horror movies. Because um, we love cats. And cats, we love seeing them. Yeah, we love seeing movies. them. We love seeing them and talking About them and talking to them. Our
1: cat's snoring right now. Our
0: cat is snoring. We're both looking at the MacBook frantically hoping that you can't hear this cat that has sleep apnea, it sounds like. uh, Just snoring. Just so loud right now. So we'll do stuff like that. Uh, Elise came up with a segment idea that I'm really excited about called... I'm going to get it wrong. uh, Gripes, (laughs) Likes, and Tropes.
1: It's... Yeah, that's right. Is that it's right? It's gripes, likes, and tropes. Yeah.
0: And so we'll talk about what we didn't like about a horror movie, what we really liked about it, and we both love tropes. We love horror movie tropes so much.
1: Do we love them?
0: Uh, okay. We love them in like sometimes an ironic sense. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm freaked out by a horror movie and I feel like a trope is happening, sometimes that gives me comfort because... Predictable. It's predictable. And so I'm not having to live that fear that I'm experiencing on screen. So sure. uh, we have some other segment ideas too. And uh, who knows? Uh, I know every good podcast um, evolves a little bit and changes and, and forms around the community. So we'll see how this all shakes out. But that's kind of the idea of what we're wanting to do. Um, and in preparation for that, we watched these first horror movies that, that we are, saw This kids. is basically
1: our origin story.
0: Yeah, it's our origin story. Yeah, hey, that might be a good name for the episode. Introduction, pilot, origin story. Right. Who knows?
1: Well, before we close out, we should probably plug our social media. Yeah. That we have. So help me out here. We've got Instagram, which is Podcast. Yes. No spaces. No spaces. No dashes. Whatever.
0: No cap. And no caps. (laughs) On fleek. You know, that's another segment we actually talked about. Maybe doing like, you know, talking about some TikToks, sharing oh, TikToks. Oh, right, 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 right. We're a big TikTok family, unfortunately. We're those millennials that are really annoying, that invaded this app that's for teenagers and babies. And we share TikTok videos. We don't make TikToks, but we share them with each other all the time. And we really enjoy them.
1: So let's get back to our social media. Plugs. Social media. So Instagram <laughs> is at happily scary podcast. Twitter is the same. Correct.
0: Twitter is just happily Scared.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: I don't think happily scary podcast would fit in a oh, Twitter handle. Okay, That's why. That's fine. Maybe we'll get a TikTok. That's what I'm hoping we'll make TikToks eventually. No, I'm not hoping that. <laughs> now she's like, Elise is looking at me like I'm finally breaking Down and giving into it.
1: I just, this is just news to me. That's all.
0: Oh, you know what we should do? Also, we should have a letterboxed.
1: Oh, right,
0: definitely, because we're going to be talking about and watching horror movies. Okay, we need
1: to like summarize this. Okay,
0: Okay. we've gotten off on a rabbit trail.
1: Go ahead and list those for us. Okay,
0: so at Twitter, find us at Happily Scared. On Instagram, find us at Happily Scared Podcast. On Letterboxd, search for Happily Scared, and. I think that's all we have for now. We may expand more in the future.
1: We'll be sure to let everyone know.
0: And I'm sure you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify or Google, if you're a freak, Um, or whatever. Wherever you can find podcasts, we're available there at Happily Scaried.
1: And that's Scaried with a D.
0: Scaried with a D, yeah. I feel like our audience is going to be more intuitive than... Happily scary. It's just, I just that,
1: noticed when you were saying all those, it kind of sounds like you are saying happily scary.
0: Oh. So,
1: but I mean, I guess if they're listening to the episode, they probably yeah. can see what it is.
0: Yeah. But. I'm sure you guys can figure it out. You're smart. Our audience is smart. Just smart as a whip.
1: We're going to love bomb, you yeah. guys.
0: And I'm going to patronize you a little bit.
1: Just to... Patreon?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we need to start a Patreon account. GoFundMe. Yeah. Something.
1: That'll be later.
0: But we're not doing this for the money. We're not doing it for the moolah.
1: Although we will accept cash sure.
0: checks. Sure. Absolutely. Cards? Yeah. Via, Gift cards. Via Venmo? Love them.
1: Oh. You I know. was thinking like... Oh, Venmo. Yeah, yeah,
0: sure. We both have cash app. We're not going to get into that right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My Venmo is at <laughs> Elise White. So you can look me up there.
0: But the point is, you can reach out to us on those places... And uh, let us know what you're watching. We're hoping to watch a bunch of new horror movies and and be talking about that with you. And then, of course, we'll watch a bunch of weird old ones, too. You know, something I feel like that we need to talk about is we both shared the movies that kind of introduced us to horror. But we should talk about the movie that we first saw together when we started dating. Mm. Which Mm -hmm. was 2018's Halloween. Which... It's not the greatest Halloween movie, but it's certainly not the worst. And I'll always love that movie because it was our first date movie. And so it seems like it was meant to be. It was, yeah. it was faded. It was in the stars. It was predestined, well, if you're a Calvinist, that we would come together and our love would form around horror movies
1: we also saw it in a very packed theater so we had a lot of good reactions happening it was just quite an experience overall
0: people were super into it that's the ideal way to experience horror and horror movies you have
1: to commit yeah to what you're seeing you willingly
0: suspend all your disbelief right
1: which of course we will not be doing that all the time when we talk about them but while you're in it you kind of have to take the pill and just decide, I'm going to believe what I see.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's take, not going to
1: be fun for you.
0: Take the take the grill pill, as they say on Twitter, where you just have like a grill mindset. You know, you don't care about red. You don't care about blue. You just care about grilling, for God's sake. All I want to do...
1: I didn't know that was a thing.
0: ...is grill, for God's sake. One of the things you guys will discover, too, is that I am terminally online. I am very addicted to Twitter, and my wife uh, is not so much, which is... Honestly, good for her. It's, I'd
1: probably get on there just a normal amount, yeah, and then you get on there, yeah. whenever you're awake,
0: yeah, which is not often. Which is not, yeah. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I'm, I'm
0: sleeping a lot more than you think, but uh, no, terminally online, and uh, and so I just see a lot of memes that are just very niche, and you know, I'm a pastor and a person that's interested in the academy. So I'm, you know, my, the Venn diagram of my circles are theologians and, and very academically minded people, which we all know are the worst kind of people. And so they're right. always terminally online too and sharing political and theological memes that only three other people on the planet will understand. So my brain has been malformed by that also, which makes me another great horror movie watcher because because your just, brain
1: is malformed because
0: my brain is malformed.
1: Oh,
0: Gotcha. And so that goes a long way. Um, that's who we are. And we hope you guys will join us on this journey. You know, Elise, it's getting close to fall. And tonight we just lit our candles for the first time of the season. And my favorite thing of all, you brought home candy corn from the store.
1: They had just brought it out.
0: The first of the season.
1: Yep, for the first time.
0: Right for the plucking.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: And we all know... The candy corn grows on trees, of course.
1: And we pluck them.
0: And we pluck them Mm -hmm. and put them in a bag and bring it home and eat them. Mm -hmm. So I bring all this up to say that our original intention for our first official episode was going to be an episode on the first horror movie we ever saw together as a couple, which was... Halloween. Yeah, the 2018 Halloween. But... We decided instead, since there was a more pressing movie coming out, I don't know, pressing by whose standards, other than it was just coming out on a Friday the 13th, we decided to go see instead
1: Don't Breathe too.
0: So that will be our first official episode, but hopefully we will cover Halloween from 2018 in our first few episodes, and especially since Halloween Kills is coming out this year, which I'm super excited about.
1: I know, you just, you're obsessed with those movies. Watch
0: the trailer all the time. Can't wait to see it. So I think that's all for now. Elise, do you want to add anything?
1: May you live happily scary after.
0: There you have it, folks. We'll see you next time.